0: Hey everybody, you're listening to Don't Be Afraid of Your Dreams, the podcast where we talk about the movies we love and the monsters we all face. I'm your host, David Anderson, and today we're talking about taking control, but not too much, in the new year, with a little help from A Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, 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 here we are. The end of the holiday season, the end of 2018. How are you feeling about everything? I'm feeling just fine. I'm okay. This is typically a tricky transitional expanse of time for me. I'm going to tell you something. As I've already talked about pretty extensively on the show, I love holidays, but New Year's is not one of them. Today, I finally crawled out from under a snowdrift of wrapping paper and regret, and by regret, I mean empty containers of cookies and Christmas leftovers, and looked around thinking, good God, wouldn't it just be easier to burn the house down and start over instead of figuring out how to put all this crap away? And that's kind of what New Year's is to me. The fun is over, old Lang Syne kicks in, and you're crying into your champagne flute wondering how another year has slipped past. Just me? Okay. But, um... I'm going to add John Lennon to the list of ghosts that haunt me every December. Every time I hear happy Xmas, Xmas, war is over, and he sings another year over and what have you done, I feel attacked. And I want to shout back, I don't know, what? You don't know my life. So that's something I tend to experience post-Christmas. I guess that's kind of silly to allow myself to be swayed by holiday trappings and a somewhat arbitrary date on the calendar that says nothing about me personally, really. But I can be really good at making it all about what I feel like I wasn't able to do rather than looking forward to the clean slate of the new year. So I'm going to try not to do that. And if any of this resonates with you, maybe we can prop each other up a little bit and look ahead instead of longingly back over our shoulders at the year that was or wasn't. I don't know anybody who was in love with 2018. If you were, and this year was a real banger for you, that's awesome and you totally don't have to make any of my stuff your stuff. But for a lot of us, I think 2018 felt like a, dare I say it, monster. It felt like a lot of darkness was stirred up, a lot of stuff that had been lurking in the shadows and whispered about was brought kicking and screaming into the light. I think the climate of that certainly affects all of us, whether or not we feel it super personally, and maybe you were dealing with or responding to something personal that really made this year challenging. I really dove into this on our Pet Cemetery show a few episodes back, so if you're at all interested in the specifics, you can give that one a listen. But this year I found myself feeling like it was time to let go of an old dream that had really been kind of a North Star in my life for a long time. I decided to point my efforts in a very specific direction and had a difficult time coming to terms with the fact that I hadn't been able to manifest this big dream. I really felt like I'd failed. I wasn't happy with where I was and I was very resistant to the idea of allowing the dream or the vision to shift. So that was my big monster in 2018. A dream that became a Bit of a nightmare in the sense that it was just making me feel like me and my life were too small and that other people were able to do incredible things that i just wasn't able to do so of course of course i can't help but think of freddy in a nightmare on elm street i mean i'm rarely thinking about anything else anyway so give me a reason but what is freddy if not the ghost of the past Something that was created through misguided intentions and maybe even the agenda of a previous generation who then isn't able to acknowledge the reality of this monster they brought into the world. Before you know it, your dream is twisted into a nightmare and the more you try to outrun it, the more you feed it with fear and denial, the stronger it gets. All right, calm down. The great thing about monsters is that they always have a weakness. You just have to stop screaming long enough to be able to find it. So I'm going to try to stop screaming and telling my sad story about how I was let down, disappointed, and defeated this year. And if you have a version of that, I invite you to do the same. So what would A Nightmare on Elm Street have to say about this? There's You know, that scene where Glenn and Nancy are talking on the bridge and Glenn says casually, did you ever read about the Balinese way of dreaming? Because what high school sophomore hasn't? And they have a discussion about dream skills, uh, kind of intentional lucid dreaming, and what you should do if you meet a monster in your dreams. And Glenn says, well, you turn your back on it, take away its energy and it disappears. Duh, problem solved. Thanks. But you know what? He's not wrong. You can ask yourself, how much more energy do I want to give to something that at best feels like it's not moving me forward and at worst feels like it's trying to kill me? And I kind of love that. The idea of saying, you know what? I'm tired of this bullshit, so I'm just gonna put a stop to it. I'm gonna turn my back on it. And turning your back on it doesn't mean being in denial. It means taking your power back, right? And that is exactly what Nancy does. Freddie, the monster, life, has taken almost everything away from her and she can lay down in defeat remember that she still has power and control. Maybe she just got a little carried away and forgot, which is easy to do. So there we have Freddie and Nancy in their big confrontation. Nancy calmly collects herself, turns around and says, and I'm paraphrasing, I know the secret now. I take back every bit of energy I gave you. You're nothing. And that is Freddie's undoing. If you can just stop Feeding this situation with all your pain and angst and point in a different direction. That monster is just going to collapse like the sad sack that it is. Maybe not in a flash of 80s splendor like Freddy, and maybe not overnight, but with a little time and a little perspective, I think it will. What if we turn our backs on the nightmare of 2018? Whatever that may have been. And I'm not glibly saying, easy, donezo, glad we figured that out. As we know, monsters usually have one final scare in store or a way of resurrecting themselves. I'm sure whatever you're working through will circle back. But I do believe that over time, its grip will weaken. Especially if we can spend less time looking back saying, ooh, but remember that thing that sucks and is so terrible? Let's talk about that. Maybe just a little less time doing that and a little more time looking ahead to what might be. That's what the positive association with this time of year can be, right? You can make it about, ooh, what's gonna happen now or what can I do next? Not about, well, that was some bullshit. And really I'm saying that because I (laughs) need to be reminded of that. So in service to dreaming up 2019 together, I wanna say one more thing that I wasn't planning on at all, but it showed up today and it felt very pointed. So I'm gonna share it. I have to tell you something. I've been in a long-term relationship with another podcast, and I wish I could tell you that it only happened one time and that it didn't mean anything to me, but it did. It does. If you don't already know this, I co-host a podcast with my good friend Eve that is dedicated to Tori Amos, which is my other great love, along with Halloween and Horror it's called drive all night and each episode is a deep dive into a song from tori's catalog on the last episode we did we were talking about this quote we both remembered but couldn't find and we spent a lot of time trying to dig it up we were starting to think we'd both gone crazy or were experiencing a very very localized instance of the mandela effect and in broad terms the quote was about songwriting and creativity and what it means to follow inspiration and listen rather than trying to assert your will over something. In the context of the conversation, it's an artist talking about a song, but I think it's relevant to any endeavor or dream. And someone finally found the clip for us today, as I was sitting here preparing to do this episode of Don't Be Afraid of Your Dreams, and it just seemed on point. The quote is from 1996, so this was probably the first time I'd heard A phrase like co-creation. I love hearing any artist talk about their creative process. And the great ones all have one thing in common, I think. They all acknowledge that their work seems to come from someplace. The inspiration comes from someplace. And a lot of times they're just channeling it and bringing it into the world. And I am fascinated by that. Especially because even if you don't consider yourself an artist or a creative person, you are. In the sense that your life is your song, your work of art, or whatever you want to call it. And I happen to think that the process of dreaming your life into being is an act of co-creation with something bigger. Whether that be the universe or um, a bigger, wiser part of yourself, I don't know. But that's liberating and empowering to me because it means you don't have to figure everything out by yourself. There's co-creation happening. Wisdom and inspiration that whisper to you and say, hey, maybe look over here. Ooh, that's a good idea. If you're willing to listen. So in the quote I'm talking about, Tori Amos is talking about the difference between listening and leaving room for what wants to be rather than asserting your will on something because you want it to look or be a certain way. And again, she's talking about a section of a song that she shoehorned in where it didn't necessarily want to be because she wanted it there. And the song kind of wasn't allowed to be all that it wanted to be. You guys, I really didn't anticipate that there would ever be any overlap or cross-pollination between these two shows. But I guess because I'm me, it was just bound to happen. So I'm going to play the quote if for no other reason than I was digging around for it for like two weeks and it showed up today. So now you get to hear it too.
1: We sort of made a deal, I think, many years ago. Mm-hmm where um, if they were going to continue to come, continue to visit me, mm-hmm. I had to not need to control them so much. And sometimes I, I, I do force my will on them in a big way. Yeah? and in um. Way? Well, for instance, there's a song on the new album called Donut Song mm-hmm. that I I put a bridge in on the record. And that bridge Refuses to be played now. Oh, yeah. I had this bridge lying around for two years and I wanted this bridge to be in a song so bad I said (laughs) Okay, so I was a little bit of the mad scientist and so now It just Will not be played It just doesn't come out it won't it won't be played and I think It's funny, but when you kind of Um, are a co-creator with your work. Mm -hmm. And obviously, uh, I don't discount the fact that I'm interpreting these songs, but I think they're already alive in some form, in Mm -hmm. some plane. And um, that means that because of my experiences, they come out the way that they do. However, I still have to respect that, you know, they have... A life of wishes. Yeah. Mm.
0: I think our dreams and our lives can be the same way, really. I have. Definitely gotten into trouble when I've gotten very, very specific about the way I thought something in my life should look and feel, rather than just leaning into the potential and letting it show itself to me. In every instance, that has just led to me feeling disappointed and boxed in. So I know this has nothing to do with horror, but just bear with me because I think this bit of wisdom can be repurposed and put into your arsenal. You know, my dad is by no means some kind of wistful new thought guru at all. So he's in some respects an unlikely source for this bit of wisdom, but something that he'll say from time to time is, your life is your song, write a good song. And write your own song, not someone else's. And I gotta say, especially again considering the source, I love that. And I want to try to continue to remember that. What if your life and your dreams are your song? The ultimate act of creativity, right? And your song is there waiting to be sung. But you're too busy going, ooh, but I like the chorus of that one. Can I have that? Because you don't trust that whatever yours is will be just as good. So, I don't know. That's what I want to take with me into 2019. I want to do my best to shift focus away from anything that feels old and stagnant and limiting that maybe has become a bit of a monster and listen to what wants to come next. Because, again, getting very specific and trying to tell my life or dream exactly what they want to be hasn't yielded great results So maybe we should see what happens when we put more emphasis on the essence of something rather than trying to script it out. And that's a little scary because I don't know exactly what comes next, but see, I'm already doing it. I want to be excited about what will be rather than scared or depressed about what won't be. So for now, let's just keep it simple and say from this bright, shiny spot of potential, all things are possible. And we're just going to quiet down and try to listen for the next movement of the song. Uh, maybe the horacle can help. Let's go to the deck. Take it to the deck. We're gonna get a New Year's reading from our deck of horacle cards. I'm gonna pull our card, and I kid you not, the card that we pulled was New Face, and the picture on the card is Leatherface, obviously from the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, wearing Eric Balfour's face and there's a scene from that movie where everything kind of stops and leatherface turns towards the camera and we see jessica biel sees that he's wearing her boyfriend's face and it is so legitimately terrifying and disturbing and grotesque that i just love it and the message on the card reads life offers you endless opportunities to reinvent yourself let go of any perceived flaws or old patterns that no longer serve you if there's something about yourself you'd like to change vow to make that change beginning now When meeting a new acquaintance, take a moment to try on your new face and present yourself as the you you want to be. You know, I wrote these messages quite a while back and maybe they're due for an update. I maybe use different language that doesn't suggest there's something about you that needs to change. But if there is a shift you'd like to make, I certainly support you in doing that. And I do believe that life presents us with opportunities to reinvent ourselves. Maybe a second act like Jennifer Lopez. Can I tell you a secret? I kind of want to see that movie, but I'm a little afraid I'll relate to it far more than I want to admit. Anyway, when you walk into a room, into a new group of people, a new situation, whatever, you can totally leave your old story behind, and the beginning of the year is a great time to try that. Okay, that reminds me of something. (laughs) A while back, my friend Carl and I developed a shorthand way of kind of bringing awareness, I guess, if we caught each other arguing for our limitations, saying we couldn't do something, listing the reasons why we were intimidated by something, or just generally being insufferable. At some point, we talked about how we were both terrible at math, and in school, particularly college, Trying to get through calculus had been a huge hurdle and we kind of gone in feeling defeated from the get-go because i don't like math i'm awful at math that's what i'd always told myself so that became our thing Whatever the situation was, if we were going on a first date or something and feeling those jitters, one of us would say to the other, and hey, remember, you're good at math. And it always made us laugh because it was so stupid, but it was a nice reminder to be like, oh, right. Well, if I want to, I can start telling a different story about my situation and just see what happens. So, happy new year, slap on that new face. Damn, you look good. That is the face of someone who is good at math.
1: It's too late, Kruger. I know the secret now. This is just a dream, you're not alive, this whole thing is just a dream, I want my mother and friend again, what? I take back every bit of energy I gave you, you're nothing.
0: So here we are. Let's turn our backs on 2018 and any monsters that came along with it. Not because we're going to just ignore them, but because we're going to call our power back. If there's any situation, relationship, circumstance, belief you're tired of feeding with fear and negativity, that's great. You can say, I know the secret now. I'm just gonna pull my focus from you and look ahead because that's where all the good stuff is. And for now, you don't have to do anything but listen. Stop screaming like a maniac for a second and listen for that new dream, that new song that needs you to write it, because that's where we're headed. Ooh, I can't wait. Crap, I am good at math. Happy New Year, everybody. Bye. This show is an Unreliable Narrator production. For more information, visit unreliablenarrator.org.